I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome back to Digital Spies Soap Scoop podcast, where every Friday we're chatting with some of our favorite people from the world of soaps and breaking down the biggest goings-on in EastEnders, Emmerdale, Coronation Street and Hollyoaks. That's right. Uh, and this week, Sophie, you're my favourite person in soap. We are who we're talking to this week um, as we're going to do our normal kind of uh, spoiler roundup, as you'd expect. And then towards the end of the show, we'll just kind of run through some some kind of big things we can expect over Christmas, um, things we're looking forward to. Um, yeah. Yep, it's a special episode this week because we have, in the words of Boys to Men, reached the end of the road <laughs> <laughs> with this series. It's very sad, but... It's an exciting episode to end on because obviously we're now in December, we're heading into Christmas, it's all happening. Yeah, I mean, Christmas is like the best, I mean, it's the most dramatic time of the year for soaps, definitely. So I'm glad we can uh, go out with a bang um, on our final episode of the series and then and, and talk about the things that are coming up. Um, but before we do that, shall we jump into the spoilers for next week? Yes, and next week, of course, if you are a Cory fan or if you're just aware of dates in history <laughs> it is Corey's 60th anniversary which yeah. is just remarkable really isn't it yeah it's funny it's been so i feel like obviously we've all done we've had a year of doing zoom quizzes and kind of trivia nights and all that sort of stuff and i feel like over the past month i've not so many people so many quiz quizzes i've done or shows i've watched there's been a, a question around oh you know what date did coronation street start on or how many years has coronation street been running because 60 is such a milestone it is it is the uk's or maybe even the world's hmm, i don't know no one no one come get me but i think the <laughs> longest running soap it's funny is i don't know if anyone's watching i'm a celebrity but um there was a trial the other day with russell and he was doing this general knowledge stuff it's sort of go into this batter and ooh, it was all very grim but one of the questions was about how long Corey had been on air for and he got it wrong and I was like come on Liz McDonald is right there in the camp I know um, I know but then I have to take my soap hat off and realize that not everybody is as in tune with the dates as we maybe are but yes so next week it's Corey's Big 60th milestone. They are marking the occasion with three one-hour episodes, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and it'll be bringing some stories to a gripping climax as well as launching new ones to take us into mm. 2021 and beyond. So, first up, we have Yasmin's trial reaching yes. a conclusion. Will justice prevail? We hope so. Yeah, I mean, this is it. This is the one, right? This is the storyline that we've all been kind of avidly following all year. This is the one that's going to 
go down, I think, as the in my mind, as the biggest biggest storyline across probably all the soaps and for 2020. Mm-hmm. So certainly one of the most impactful. Um, and yeah, we're going to kind of get to the end of the trial. We're going to, we, we don't know what the verdict is yet, um, but we know that once the verdict has passed and once the barristers kind of deliver their closing speeches, um, everyone, the kind of, we're going to have a week of, of fallout um, for whatever the trial verdict is. Um, certainly going to have an impact on lots of people around the street. Um, and we're going to see, I think, the big way it's going to shake out. It's going to be a big confrontation between Jeff and Alia. Um, oh, yeah. That is going to go off. So the trial, the fallout from the trial is going to reverberate around the street, obviously, as these things do. And then Jeff and Alia are going to be locking horns once again, maybe for the final time. Yeah, the things we know um, are, that, like we say, they're going to have the kind of this this argument and then we've got some photos and some stuff that we've seen of Jeff um, like pouring lighter fluid around number mm-hmm. six um, and Alia's kind of in tow there she's following him and there's going to be some sort of big dramatic uh, rooftop showdown which is very exciting yes could this be the end for Jeff watch this space or will he sail off into the sunset we hope not but you never know <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> anything never know. can happen Exactly. I mean, I be. I think lots of people will be shouting at their TV if that is what happens. So I'm sure we're going to get. You, you know, you can't have a soap. A, a, some, we know something dramatic is going to happen because people are on the roof. I feel like that's like that's the most dramatic setting in all in all of soap operas. It's like one people yeah. on the roof. That's when it's going to go go off, like you said. Yeah, Max Branning knows all about <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. this. <laughs> people watch Eastenders. So that's obviously one of the three big stories playing out next week. The second one is obviously the fight to save the street. This has been going on for a few weeks now, but it's all building up to this big moment where we have Corrie Legends, of course, Ken Barlow and Rita Tanner. They they are going to be stepping up to try and save the street, effectively, which I think is really fitting because Bill and Barbara have returned to filming just in time for the Milestone birthday editions. And... It is going to be, I think it's going to be quite emotional, quite mm. tense, quite exciting. There's some great pictures. I'm not sure if anyone's seen them. Yeah, like, yeah. I was going to say, I'm yeah. obsessed with these photos of Bill Roach in front of like a bulldozer. Um, yeah. It's just so good. So yeah, what, what's going to happen, what we, what we know that's going to happen is going to be, um, as we talked about last week, there's this plan to get the brewery um, to become a listed building. I mean, the hopes that that will stop um, race plans. Ray finds out about these plans. He brings the kind of his timeline forward. Basically, he thinks, okay, well, if I need to make a move now, so he brings his bulldozer into the street. Um, and luckily, they're like you said, uh, Rita and Ken are there, um, and everyone kind of sets up a camp in front of the bulldozer. Um, and yeah, there's just all these great photos of, of uh, Bill Roach kind of facing off against um, against this big bit of heavy machinery, um, which is very funny. Yeah, and then Rita also helpfully tries to keep spirits high by leading a rendition of We Shall Not Be Moved. I don't know why I'm laughing, but it just very very fitting with what's um, going on, I guess. Yeah, I think, I mean, it is, It's. is, I'm sure it's going to be, um, you know, a big dramatic moment, but it's also like, there's definitely a level of like high campiness with, with everything you're describing in this scene. Um, I cannot wait to see it play out. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to see, see how it all shakes out. This is kind of, the, this is the other big Corey storyline. And I love the way that they're bringing it together for, 60th anniversary and they're kind of having this like everyone's getting involved um so yeah very excited to see what happens yeah it's got everything in it really isn't it it's the perfect tonic it's sort of drama quite moving but also entertaining there's going to be some comedy here definitely yeah absolutely what does the future hold for coronation street literally 
<laughs> Tune in to find out. And then next on our list, we have the fallout, sadly, of Carla's betrayal. And that obviously ties in with Peter's relapse. Obviously, he's been told that one more drink could kill him. Yeah, it's um, it's a big moment for this character. We spoke about it, I think, last week, the week before, about... Peter's development and and this battle with alcoholism that we've seen play out play out on the screens for years and years, um, which has been you know fascinating to watch and and been delivered with some really phenomenal performances. And I'm sure this will be the same again. Uh, but yeah, he knows that or he thinks that Carla's um, kind of having an affair with with Daniel, um, and obviously that's not the truth. And the and the kind of it looks like that the truth is going to come out about Adam. At some point. Yeah, so obviously she slept with Adam, his nephew, not ideal, it never is. And she's obviously, she's told him that she's cheated, but not told him who with, which is, you know, kind of crucial information given that it's his (laughs) nephew. But next week, he's going to have a little bit of a change of heart. He's obviously, with everything that's gone on with Leanne, he's like, you know what, this relationship is worth fighting for. I don't want to lose her. He proposes. It's all looking lovely. But then... Their happiness, of course, is going to come under threat again when Daniel discovers Carla and Adam's secret. And then obviously their conversations, Jenny's going to spot Carla leaving Daniel's flat, I believe. Yes. And obviously that leads, that gets back to Peter and he is left thinking that Daniel is the man in question. Close, but... Yeah, close, but no cigar, Peter. (laughs) And jumping on to Emmerdale, we're going to see a special episode centred around the Laurel and Jay storyline that we spoke in a lot of detail about last week. Yeah, with um, we spoke with Chris um, Bisson last week, and, and I highly recommend, if this is a storyline that you're interested in, or you're kind of reading a lot about, I definitely um, recommend going back and listening to that interview, because I think it was really um, interesting to hear his perspective on lots of things and hear kind of why this storyline is kind of impacting him personally and his own kind of personal experiences and history with the topics they're dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. So to recap a little bit, Laurel and Jay are in the middle of a storyline centred on Laurel's pregnancy and the scenes uh, airing sort of this week through to next week will see them find out that their child will be born with Down syndrome. So the special episode airing next week is going to see them return home from the hospital. It's all very difficult, especially as Gabby has picked up the baby scan and the kids are celebrating the imminent arrival of their brother or sister. So it's really going to focus on Laurel and Jay as they struggle to make a decision over this obviously life-changing situation. Mm -hmm. And Obviously, Marlon and Rona are going to be brought into this as they're overheard fondly discussing the joy of lovely Leo and, mm. you know, the joy that he's brought to the world. There's been lots of attention to be paid to it and I think lots of people will have lots of opinions about how the show handles it. But like we said last week, it's definitely worth... Um, this is this is the episode, right? So I think, you know, watch it if you can and make your mind up about it after that rather than and, and try and leave some preconceptions at the door and see how and how the show handles it because I think we've got every reason to expect Emmerdale to to handle this sensitively um so yeah yeah I just think like we've just said and like Chris said last week maybe go in with an open mind if you can because I think the scenes will be very delicately handled yeah definitely and then moving on slightly we have Mina still trying to win over Manpre and Mm. wow does she go to some very drastic measures yeah so we've got um the the kind of this storyline 
kicks into to high gear, I think, next week. Um, we see uh, Rishi gets involved in a car crash um, and he is going to try and make a call to Manpreet to let her know what's going on. Um, and then his phone, basically his phone dies, he can't make the call. And then we see on kind of Manpreet's side of things that she suddenly panics um, she doesn't know where he is. She's lost her phone, it appears. Um, and so she goes to, goes to kind of look for him um, with some help from Mina and Priya. Um, eventually, she finds him. Um, she brings him home. Rishi's, um, you know, so thankful and and kind of... Uh, it's it's all it's almost a little bit too good to be true. Mm. And that is because it is too good to be true. So what we're going to learn <laughs> is that um, when Mina's alone, it's revealed that she's the one responsible for Manpreet losing her phone and... Um, for Rishi's pills going missing, um, which, you know, is kind of the cause of the some of the crash. Um, so it's basically becoming clear that she's taking some pretty drastic measures to get into Manpreet's good books. And it's looking like her devious plan will work like a charm. Mm. But for how long? These things always come out in the end, don't they? Exactly. Yeah, you can't... I, I'm excited. I'm interested to know kind of how this this sort of scheme has never pan out um, no. in Soapland. So we'll interesting to see how it all kind of comes up. And then finally, for Emmerdale, we have the confirmation of this Christmas wedding that we've all been talking about. It's going to be Paddy and Chaz. It's going to be lovely. (laughs) It's going to be festive. It makes me feel all warm inside. Yes. Yeah, we've got to have one, like, joyful Christmas. I feel like every soap, you can do, like, two or three, you know, sad Christmas storylines. But you want one at least that's kind of, like has a bit of joy to it. And hopefully, you know, it's been a rough year for Paddy and for Chaddy fans, mm. but hopefully this is going to be a nice kind of little Christmas miracle at the end of the year. Yeah, and I feel like it's fitting that we're going, we've, we're our final episode, we can confirm there's going to be a wedding for Chaddy <laughs> because it's been up and down. We've been on a journey with them, haven't we, through this podcast, but yeah. it's looking like there could be a happy ending. Yeah, it's nice to think that we've been talking about this storyline since we started and it's going to end potentially on a, in a good place. Yeah, definitely. I'm not, you know, we can't say that for much else. So (laughs) they're all happy ending. Thank you, Charity. (laughs) And then jumping on to EastEnders. Yes. Where, unsurprisingly, we have the fallout of Ian's shocking attack. Mm, Yeah, this is one, again, that we've been kind of, we we knew was coming for a while. And and yeah, we're going to have, so you're hearing this, if you're hearing this on Friday, uh, then tonight we're going to get the scenes where we kind of see the, the immediate aftermath of Ian's attack. Um, we're going to kind of see him lying kind of motionless on the floor of the Queen Vic um, after someone, we don't know who, has taken revenge. Um, we're going to see... And then over the next week, we're going to, the story's going to unfold a bit more. So um, Sharon and Cathy find him. They find him, phone an ambulance. Um, and once the police get involved, who else would lead the investigation? But good old, <laughs> good old Jack Branning. Um, I was about to say the same thing. I mean, of yeah. all the policemen, it's gonna be it's gotta be Jack leading it, hasn't he? I, I feel like there's a thing in soaps where no one ever says, mm, this might be a conflict of interest. Like the whenever yeah. the police get involved, it's never like, oh, you know, should should we get someone else on the case? It's always like, oh, this guy knows everyone. So yeah, he'll be perfect. Yeah, it's the same with doctors as well. Like Dr. Yeah. Carl, oh, our good friend Dr. <laughs> Carl, he's like involved in every single medical emergency every medical problem like again like you say that no one ever thinks about conflict of interest but it's all good so yeah jack is going to be leading the investigation there's going to be a lot of suspicions people are going to be pointing the finger people are going to be covering their tracks who do you think did it ali well so well so the thing i always say is that we know that some point next week someone is going to get arrested but yeah. we know how soaps works we know that whoever whoever gets arrested first it can't be them it won't um, be them. It's definitely not them. Mm. I I don't know. I think we spoke about last week. I think I'm happy to write off the Carters. I don't think um, Tina's going to have done this. Um, I don't think Linda has done this. I don't think I, I don't think 
maybe Max has done it. And the reason I say that um, with my conspiracy theory hat on is because we know Jake Wood is leaving. Yeah. So it could definitely. be that. You know, it's a quite, you could see a world in which Max is the one that did it and then he runs away. But then I also think Max wants, what Max wants is to get money from Ian. And I don't think the way you do that is by bopping on the head. That feels like, <laughs> that doesn't feel like, you know, it makes much sense. You're not going to get your money if, if the person's dead or in a coma, yeah, are you? Exactly. So that makes me think maybe, um, and then I don't think it's going to be Stuart or Rainey. That seems like, or Tiffany. That, that's, the, that's a red herring, surely. They're too nice Yeah, I think to so. That. So maybe it's a Mitchell um, and maybe it's Ben, but I don't know whether Ben cares enough really about Ian to kind of do that. So I don't know, I think, is the answer. I think, like you say, I think Max, Ben, it's definitely in keeping with their character. They're impulsive, yeah. quite aggressive. But my money is still on Sharon and I've got Ooh. another one and yeah. that is Dottie because Ooh. that's all gone very quiet and she randomly disappeared yeah. in an episode the other day, which I actually didn't think anything of it. She's like in the kitchen talking. Yeah, you're right. It was a few weeks ago and she's talking to Kat and... Because she lives with Wit, doesn't she? And she's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to stay with Sonia for a bit. Or I'm going to stay... No, she's going to go stay with... Um, it was Dot, I think. Yeah, she's going to go stay with Dot. And so she and it just, she disappears. But it was, that's the first time she's been in it for a few weeks. And that yeah. was strange. And you're right. We mm. never got resolution to... Maybe you're right. Maybe it's Sharon. Because that would bookend the year as well, right? We started in February with Denny's death. And we'll end with some sort of like, you know, moment of resolution when if yeah. Sharon kind of takes her revenge. It's interesting. It would be definitely. good. Yeah. That I think makes a, a good lot of sense. You've convinced me. You've convinced me. <laughs> I can be very convincing when I want to be. So yeah, watch this space. Let us know who you think it could be. I think it'll be easier to work to maybe have more theories once it's played out on screen whereas at the moment we're sort of talking ahead of time but then the second story in EastEnders this is also a good one I think because we know Kush is leaving but he next year but he returns he's on the run at the moment with Kat he returns to the square she's obviously thinking that they've come back to get their money from Phil so they can leave and start a new life together abroad but he has a slightly ulterior motive I think with returning I think he is like do you know what this isn't worth it so he hands himself into the police so yeah I yeah. mean Kush's decision making obviously you know he's been dealing with scamming addiction and stuff but the past few weeks it's like make your mind up what you're gonna do you're gonna go you're gonna hide in an attic you're gonna do the crime you're gonna <laughs> not do the crime you're gonna I just like I'm gonna punch Callum it's just it's very erratic so I'm, yeah I'm interested to see kind of what his thinking is um when, yeah because they say they come back to the square Kat tries to get money from Phil she's off doing her thing and she turns around and Kush has gone and handed himself in so yeah, yeah very interesting you're right he's all over the place isn't it isn't he yeah definitely but yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens like i said just now we've got this added knowledge that he's you know his time on the show is numbered but is this going to be his exit storyline or is he gonna is something else going to happen is he going to flee again don't know but you'll find out shortly <laughs> i am sure definitely <laughs> and then Last but not least is Hollyoaks. And I am yes. just going to say, I'm really enjoying Hollyoaks at the moment. I think it's great. Like, we've only got a few weeks now until the flash forward episode and mm. things are really gathering momentum. So the big story across next week is this culmination of the Edward plot that's going to play out all the way through to Christmas. Mm. So we've seen him. This has really taken centre stage all year, really. But he, we're going to see him proposed to Diane. I think he's very confident that he's going to have got her where he wants her. But she is jealous that Tony appears to be moving on, yeah. which would imply she's still 
got feelings for him. Yeah, of course she does. This is what we've all kind of known, isn't it, from the from the get go to a certain mm. extent. Yeah. So she t- Tony tells Diane. Obviously, like when D- Diane's acting a little bit jealous, Tony tells Diane that he's still in love with her and he still wants to be with her, which. You know, it's putting Edward's plans in a little bit of <laughs> yeah. trouble. And then meanwhile, Verity has had enough of Edward as well. She wants to tell Diane the truth. So Edward, knowing that his secrets are unraveling at a very <laughs> fast pace. Yeah, they're all, takes you're right. Drast- they all, yeah. They're all coming undone at once. That's the thing. That's the, the exciting thing about this storyline is we've seen, we've had a year of him kind of like manipulating people behind the scenes and slowly kind of like driving wedges between people and 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 kind of doing all these kind of schemey things and then yeah it's all suddenly untangling before our eyes yeah yeah and then he so he takes drastic action to silence someone he loves Ooh. while framing tony in the process and I don't know if you've seen, but Hollyoaks released a trailer last week I think it was yes. and you see Edward whacking Diane over yeah. the head mm. So, dun-dun-dun, I have to wait and see what's going to happen there. But like I said, this is going to be going all the way through to Christmas, where I think it's probably going to erupt. But as for whether Tony and Diane will reunite and live happily ever after, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a good, I think, but just quickly, I would say, like you say, I think Hollyoaks is is in such a good place at the moment. And you like, they're spinning so many plates and they're all quite interesting, if that makes sense. Like, I think a lot of the, sometimes with soaps, like, you end up tuning in because you're interested in one or two storylines or something becomes like the main story of the soap. And I think Hollyoaks has done a really good job this year of like constantly moving storylines around. So you're like, you're watching one for a week or two thinking that's the main thing. And actually this, you know what I mean? It's I think it's kind of balancing them all really well. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's something for everyone, isn't there? Like we've yeah. got this Edward... Diane, Tony, that's, you know, classic characters with this, all these twists, whereas they've got the McQueen plot, which is a bit bonkers and outrageous, this stalker, dull stuff. And then you've got kind of the more old school Joel, Teresa, Goldie, yeah, yeah. Cleo, Love Square. So, yeah, I think, <laughs> like you said, I think that, yeah, they're juggling all these different plates and I think there is something there for everyone, whatever your choice of storyline is. And then, finally, we have... Ollie and his ongoing drugs problem, which Mm. Luke and Cindy are really going to be trying to get to the bottom of next week. But he, for the first time, really opens up as to like what's going on. And he tells them that he takes drugs to forget that Luke is dying, which is really sad. Really, really sad. Yeah, really sad. So it's a case of like whether they can reassure him. I think Cindy does try. And she's like, you know, like he's not going anywhere for ages. And then later on, she does start to fear that Luke could be going Yeah, downhill. and it's that thing, right, like she wants to calm him down, but also, like, the reality is Luke's health is in is in a kind of bad situation, so it's that she doesn't want to lie, but she doesn't want to, you know, make him too worried. Yeah, it's very sad. But um, like we say, hope you enjoy next week's mm. stories. Lots going on. Happy birthday, Corey. Yeah, happy birthday, Corey. So that does it for this this week coming. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But shall we talk a little bit about Christmas? Because as we said at the beginning of the show, it is the um, most kind of dramatic time of the year. And we wanted to make sure we covered off all our bases before we ended this final episode by talking about, yeah, some of the big storylines we're excited to kind of sit down and watch over over the Christmas week. Yeah, what I love about Christmas is I always say, oh, it's the most wonderful time of the year, but it's not the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year in Soapland because something bad always happens. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> right. Let's start with Emmerdale, where... Kind of, we're going to talk about what we know so far. Yeah. And obviously, like we said just now, big, big story this year is going to be focusing around Paddy and Chaz's wedding, which is going to be hopefully going off without a hitch. And we've also got Al's secret mm. coming to a head. So we're going to find out who his mystery woman is. Maybe not the kind of perfect wedding wedding day we're expecting, but something, I'm sure something interesting will come out. Yep. And then also over the festive season, we have Charity's self-destructive path. She's drinking a lot. It's going to come to a head in the Christmas week. I mean, yeah. What can we say about this? We just want her to be happy and loved and not not in this not in this situation bless her it's so sad hopefully 2021 will bring happier times for vanity definitely please (laughs) and then finally with emmerdale we've got a big drama for vinnie mandy and the tates once kim is back Mm, yeah i mean it's exciting to see what happens here i think the dingles are in such a funny place this side of the dingle family is such a funny place at the moment and obviously it's a it's a classic balance with with Mandy's character of being like this mix of comic relief, but also she's got quite like this at the moment. She's got quite this heavy storyline coming down the tracks, um, and uh, yeah, and I'm I'm, in, I'm enjoying seeing her and Vinny's scenes. I'm enjoying obviously everything's happened there, so yeah, excited to see how they deal with that once Kim returns. Yeah, I feel like Mandy's another one we've been on a journey with through this podcast. We started with her very early on, and we've discussed it quite a lot. Yeah. In- later episodes so yeah lots of love for mandy mm-hmm. um cory so we already know through various teasers that david and shona's journey will be coming to a head with a happy ending surprisingly mm. but which is great and then obviously we know like her memory loss has caused lots of problems for them but it's looking like christmas could be a good time if you yeah. are a david and shona fan and then hopefully this will be one of our you know, like we said earlier, we, we've got to have at least one glimmer of hope in the Soap's Christmases and maybe this will be Corey's. Yeah, hopefully. And then we've also got Todd's scheming to win Billy <laughs> back and Sabbathold Paul. That's going to be escalating over Christmas. I think that's going to get very dramatic. Yeah, I don't. This, this new Todd does not mess around and I feel like it's not going to be a it's not going to be a quiet one for them. No, absolutely not. And then obviously, very sadly, we're going to see Leanne struggling with her grief 
over Christmas as well. Obviously, little Oliver passed away last week and the festive season is going to be, you know, unsurprisingly, mm. a really, really difficult time for her. And then finally, there's going to be two characters. This is a little teaser here because I can't give too much away. <laughs> two characters who have been featuring in other people's storylines for most of the year, but not necessarily had their own had a story in their own right, but they are going to be taking centre stage yeah. in a big Christmas plot. Yeah, very so, excited for this one. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. Like I said, we're limited in what we can say, but you can probably guess. I've given you quite <laughs> a lot of clues. <laughs> and then jumping on to EastEnders, where the big Christmas story, as we discussed just now, is going to be the fallout of Ian's attack. That's going to be playing out across the festive episodes and potentially beyond. But will we find out? Who did it? I think my prediction is storyline wise that we will find out who did it, and then the but the everyone else on the square won't. If you know what I mean, I think that's going to be the, the how they hook it into twenty twenty one is that we'll we'll know by the end of the Christmas period who's done it, but whether anyone else will is a question. That's a good theory, actually. We had we've had that with other things, haven't we? Like yeah. Archie and other who done it. Like we've seen and Lucy. Like we find that, and then it plays out on yeah, screen exactly. later on. That's a good little theory. Um, Another big festive story in EastEnders is going to be Max and Linda's affair coming to a head. That's right. They embark on a full-blown affair behind Mick's back. It's shocking. I just think, I mean, we we didn't talk about this storyline this week. Um, It's been a really interesting one. I was talking to someone the other day. Like, I think... The, the mix stuff has been that it's been handled in a really interesting way, and obviously it's taken. Eastenders has really taken its time to work out what it wants to do here. I think with 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 Mick, um, yeah, which I, which is something that I am really enjoying, and I'm enjoying seeing Danny Dyer kind of like stretch his acting chops a bit more and get to do some more interesting scenes. Um, but the other flip side of that storyline is this Max and Linda affair. I can't be having it. I'm not. I'm not here for it. I'm not a fan. No, I'm not either. But I do think there's so many layers to the story, and we yeah. kind of can see. Obviously, Linda has got no idea what's going on with Mick. So yeah. she just feels so rejected and so unloved. So you yeah. can kind of see why she's looking elsewhere. Like, it's not acceptable. And I'm definitely team Mick. But I think it's not just a standard, oh, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. An and those scenes where all the scenes we've seen of, like, where Mick, where she, she, it tends to be she's done something nice, Mick comes home, and he just, like, dismisses her or ignores her. Like, they are heartbreaking. So, you know. It's total, painful, isn't it? Total sympathy mm. for Linda, but... You know, I just want to want to make sure that she has a happy ending. I don't think that's with Max. Yeah. Max is not the answer, Linda. He's not. <laughs> Listen to us. And then finally for EastEnders, well, not finally, but the, our, the final teaser we're going to give you for EastEnders is this much-anticipated shock return. You're going to have to wait and see who it is, but we do know that Lucas and Chelsea mm. are returning as part of Denise's story, so could it be them? Quite possibly. And then Hollyoaks. I am really excited for Hollyoaks. <laughs> Obviously, we are going to have the, well, eventually, we're going to have the much-anticipated flash-forward outcome, yeah. which is going to be on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I can't a, quite believe it. No, it's a whole, been a whole year coming, hasn't it? Um, and yeah, it's really yeah. exciting. And like we've been saying the whole time, like, absolute kudos to Hollyoaks for ma- managing it all this year. Like, yeah. you know, they could no way they could have predicted a year ago when they said, okay, we're going we're gonna to set ourselves this goal for this time at the end of 2020 that, that everything that would have happened so good for them for kind of getting here they got here against the odds but we are going to we know we're here and we're going to see Yaz and Tom's wedding we're going to find out who was in the body bag oh there's just so much mm. so much to unpick that very <laughs> excited so that's that's the big one but also over Christmas we have the Edward Tony Diane stuff coming to a head we just mentioned this just now but that is going to take off next week and really go 
all the way through to Christmas. I think in the trailer, you see Edward telling Tony that Diane is dead. Yeah. Shocking, but is she? Hmm. Possibly not. Have to wait and see. <laughs> and then again, I feel like we've been on a journey with this one, but we've got the McQueen blackmail Silas mm. story. Yeah, getting more and more sinister. All the way from Halloween right up to up to Christmas. Like it's very interesting. I can't. But hopefully, this means we've got no more of that creepy, creepy doll. We're going to bring in bring in twenty twenty one by having no more of that. Horrible, horrible doll. I know, we don't want that doll. It's so <laughs> creepy. I'm hoping we'll see something else. I, I'm sort of envisaging like some sort of nasty Christmas present yeah, or something festive. definitely. But yeah, that's going to be a good one. But that is all the teasers you're getting for now. But I hope you enjoy the Christmas episodes. As always, I am sure they are going to be a, maybe not enjoyable, but a very dramatic watch. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, and on that note, um, we will be leaving you for the year. It's time for us to take our Christmas break too. I know. Yeah, I... it's absolutely mad. We hope you've um, enjoyed listening to us over the past 12 weeks. I have very much enjoyed um, sitting down with you, Sophie, and, and talking about our favourite soaps and interviewing some some great people. I know. It's been so much fun. It's gone so, so fast. But um, yeah, it's been... It's been great. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to our ramblings. I hope you've all got something from it, whatever, like, soap you're backing. But yeah, I hope exactly. it's been enjoyable for you. And thank you to all of our guests um, who've appeared on the show over the past few weeks. Um, it's been, yeah, it was fantastic talking to, to such a range of, of people from all over Soapland. Um, but it's not the end of everything. You can still follow the show and follow Digital Spies Soap's coverage um, on Twitter at SoapScoop and on Facebook at facebook.com slash digital spy soaps and that is it have a great week have a great rest of the year merry christmas and hopefully speak soon yeah we will see you soon have a merry christmas everyone bye bye here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.